At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast where we would not have left Spock on Genesis. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, that uh, that of course is a is a is a Star Trek reference. That uh, you know is not a is not a is not a very it's not a it's not a deep deep dive. But you have to be you have to have seen. I guess you have to have seen some of the movies to have. Uh, not <laughs> oh, everybody no, not everybody's seen those old Star Trek movies. But. Oh no no yeah that's that's it's kind of like a a bit of a you have to go into the archives for for that one and and yeah. also that reference because for those that um did watch uh Rathacon and I you know what I was kind of thinking that might have been like my first time actually ever seeing a movie by myself as a kid because I think no one else would go with me because <laughs> no one likes Star Trek I I don't know why I I I don't think I really liked the first one I think I just wanted to see it um but it was also kind of a weird storyline because, you know, Spock sacrifices himself and they just they jettison his body to the newly created planet at the end of the movie. Spoilers yeah. for those. Uh, but he doesn't I, stay dead for long because in Star Trek 3, the search for Spock. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, there's always that Star Trek rule, right? It's It's all the even movies are the solid gold movies. The odd-numbered Star Trek movies tend to be stinkers in the whole grand scheme of things. Yeah, I think the fifth Star Trek movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That's the one where they let uh, William Shatner direct. <laughs> yep. And they go visit God. And he asks God, why does God need a starship? Yeah. And don't they blow God up with uh, torpedoes? Uh, it's uh, God turns out to be like uh i guess something that's similar to like ego yeah um he's just like this planetary well he's in a prison i guess it's like this very powerful being trapped on his planet maybe not like ego but you know he's got far reaching i I don't know but uh you we brought this up because shatner finally got to go into space today after a, a slight delay, because I think he was supposed to go up on Monday, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. at 90 years old, he went up in uh, Bezos's uh, uh, Blue Origin, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah, and apparently uh, they quickly updated his Wikipedia page to add space tourist to his uh, to his his list of accomplishments, and also said that at uh, 90 years, I think he's 90, 90 years and six months even. He's the oldest person ever to go into space. I don't think the competition was there. I don't think there's been a ton of old people going into space. <laughs> that, that could afford and are are able. You'd, he would still have to have gone through a battery of tests. Like they wouldn't have just invited him and this, you know, cold, here, strap him to this chair and then subject him to all of those G-forces, right? Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. So, yeah. But hey, it's it's Shatner, man. He The, the man could have probably flew it by himself, right? Just, yeah. just go into, um, so yeah, he did go up. Uh, so it, it was what this morning that he went up in uh, Bezos's ship. Um, I think it was they were up there. It, it just says the article says he was up there for several minutes. I didn't have a chance to watch the broadcast or anything, but 
looked like he was fine and looks like he was enjoying himself. And I was saying the stairs to get to the uh, capsule um, seemed to be quite a bit. It wasn't like there was an elevator for Shatner to take. So for at 90 to, to, to traverse all those steps, like amazing. Yeah, he's aged very well. Um, Unlike th- his career. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we can talk. We can talk about a bit about the, his career along the way. And, and, and we are our newfound career, which I'm sure is on his Wikipedia, uh, his, his, his musical career and how prolific yeah. that is. Uh, but but let's let's go and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. How bad does it suck to be the other people that go up with Shatner? You um, will never be known as the people that go up. Like they wouldn't wouldn't believe you, right? Like, yeah, I I, yeah. I went up too that day. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shatner went up by himself, right? Like there's two other people that went with him, like a gentleman and another woman. But uh, none of the articles highlight who they are. <laughs> Because it's, you know, they would probably be what they—they're like the the second. This is the second round of space tourists, if you if you will, right? Because Bezos went up with a few people. I think mostly executives, right, and uh, in, in his company. Mm-hmm. Now, who are these other two people? Uh. Just, just, just some rich people. Rich people, or in Star Trek terms, they would be the the ones dressed in red. Right? Yeah, I, I, it is. It is quite. Uh telling that nobody wore red on this trip nobody's gonna wear red into space with uh with with bill shatner now the lost opportunity he's wearing like bezos's spacesuits why didn't they give him like either a movie tunic or his original gold shirt that is that is i mean that was seemed to be the big the big takeaway on uh social media was disappointment in in shatner's uh in shatner's spacefaring gear and you're right. Like, it would have been great if he had of like, like how awesome would that have been if he had of worn like his worn, worn like his gold officer's shirt, you know, up into up into space. So something that you know, I'm sure in the in the '60s when he was filming, you know, the original Star Trek series, he, he you know that would have been the furthest thing from his mind. Is like I'll actually be able to to approximate this even in some sort of small way one day in the future. <laughs> um I, I i don't know how well his health would have been to take this but i was also thinking another lost opportunity is to play a practical joke on shatner and when the blue origin lands like have everyone like all the crew members that go to retrieve the capsule like all dress as klingons yeah that would have been funny or or crossing genres all dress like um like apes <laughs> right on horseback <laughs> yeah that would have been good <laughs> i don't know if he would have i don't know if he would have gotten the joke or appreciated the joke but i think there was a lost opportunity there yeah yeah you know especially yeah. shatner landing on a planet taken over earth taken over by klingons i think i uh i think he may have appreciated it i think any <laughs> again lost opportunity just because i'm sure maybe paramount didn't want anything to do with um, the flight maybe i don't know because you would think i'd like to i'd like to think he'd see the humor in it ah okay so they went up in uh, bezos's thing they experienced zero g for a few minutes and then the capsule kind of comes down they have a reusable rocket like uh um like tesla's uh spacex but i guess the capsule is not as slick because spacex actually has like a 
like a gliding vehicle, like a, like a something that looks like a plane or a craft. This is still shooting some type of capsule into orbit, and then it just comes down on parachute, right? I think that's. I think I think we decided um, as well that he Shatner gets a pass for space tourism. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's still stupid. I, I think so. I, 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 it's such an expensive thing. And like, it be like how many, this is the, what their second flight. When was the first Bezos flight? Wasn't that long ago. Like, like, like a matter of, was it even a matter of a month ago or? Yeah. It, but his, his plane, his vehicle still requires quite a bit of fuel and, and money to just shoot up, especially at this time, you know, like, I think we got better things to spend than, than to do kind of like rich guy stunts. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just seems, I think we, we said at the time that it just seems like, like the, like the amount of, of things that you could build or that you, you know, the, the amount of programs you could fund, like the amount of stuff you could do with that money, or even if you just wanted to spend it on yourself, the amount of cool things you, you you could do with that money, you know, that would last you a lot longer than than your like few minutes in the space. But like, you know, I guess it's, you know, to say that to to say that you're one of the first space tourists means a lot to these people. So, yeah, but it also kind of makes makes me sad when, you know, one of the richest guys in the world, his 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 goals are to leave the planet rather than. <laughs> <laughs> right you know do you know something that i don't like because you're you're part of creating this mess down here so um movie wise shatner um any any highlights like did you want to recap on his career was there was there one kind of movie that uh he did that uh you kind of liked or do you think his whole career was just kind of like this ongoing yeah. i speak at a weird cadence voice uh, acting I mean, I think that was that was a lot of it. I can't remember ever seeing. I mean, I only really know him from Star Trek, and maybe to a much lesser extent, T.J. Hooker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never saw that. Uh, what was the show like? The Boston Boston Legal, oh, or was yeah. that the show he was on? You know, so you know, I'm not. <laughs> but I will tell you one show that that my wife and I watched for a little bit and uh, we didn't we didn't keep up with it for too long but we got a kick out of it is like there was this show where where William Shatner drinks wine with strangers and there's no real rhyme or reason like they're not famous they're not they're not famous strangers or they're not they're just like people from from really weird walks of life you know like uh sort of like 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 Vegas magicians and stuff like that. And he'll <laughs> ask them all these like really, really, uh, really sort of personal questions. And, and, the, and then, and then, uh, and then he'll, and then like, you know, he'll listen and listen and, you know, they'll be, they'll be in the middle of like recounting something pretty personal and he'll be like, all right, let's get to the wine. And then he'll bring out like this wine in this, in this brown paper bag and they'll have to guess what the rating, like what, what, what the uh what the numerical rating of the wine is oh um, god it's it's bonkers but it's it's pretty entertaining for like a couple of episodes and then you kind of get tired of it but yeah william shatner 
Um, uh, there was a, there was something I believe he was in. I, I It's slipping my mind, but it was like a Santa versus Krampus type movie. And I think he was like the uh, the DJ of the local radio station. And he basically acting like kind of like the narrator. Oh, okay. <laughs> An- another highlight. Um, this this one's this one's a pretty decent one. I think it was maybe one of his first acting gigs. He was in an episode of uh, Twilight Zone, a very famous one too. Uh, it's the one where he's the person on the plane that sees the gremlin trying to um, uh, sabotage the plane. Right. Yeah. But no one else can see him. Yeah, everybody thinks he's nuts. And then, and then they 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 basically drag him in the in the the classic you know the 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 uh the loony bin <laughs> the classic yeah. loony bin um uh stretch coat or or sorry straight jacket and uh yeah they spoof that on the simpsons with the the bus the gremlin on the side of the bus yep yep the yep. school bus but uh, uh, the other the other thing like you yeah. mentioned his music career and uh everybody you know i pretty much I think it's, you know, most people are aware of his Lucy in the sky with diamonds and, uh, and, and rocket man covers. But, um, but the one, the one that we were talking about this, the one, I think it's actually quite a good cover is his cover of common people that he, uh, had on his, uh, 2004 album has been with, <laughs> uh, with Joe Jackson providing, uh, providing backing vocals and, and, uh, and I think Ben Folds produced it. Like it was just a crazy sort of vanity project, but but it's a good cover. Yeah, yeah. Of of uh, was it? Not, I think it's like 1995 by Pulp. That's kind of funny because isn't Joe Jackson like kind of? It wasn't his era kind of just before that. Like wasn't Joe Jackson more big? He was in big the in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. They just kind of take, but yeah. Let's 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 go a little deeper on that. So. In, on Spotify, Shatner has more than what you think. Yeah, <laughs> in terms of albums, and there's a lot of collaboration in, in in a lot of these like big names. We're not talking about like small names. It's just him as vanity. Well, they're they're all vanity projects, but like, oh my god, it, he's worked with some kind of big ish people. I guess at one point, it's not like he's working with Billie Eilish or anything. But um, there's not this yet. one. Not yet, but there's this one song like he's working with Canned Heat in his blues album. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, like he's he's worked with Henry Rollins a couple of times on his um, Shatner Claus Christmas yeah. album, the Christmas album, which I was today years old that I found out he had a Chris- Christmas album. Um, yeah, he's yeah, like Iggy Pop, uh, Rick Wakeman of Yes fame. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty crazy. There's another album. What did they um, sing? Oh, oh, come, oh come. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'll be just a. It'll just be a keyboard wank fest. Like it'll be crazy. <laughs> you know, my 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 favorite, and I'm I'm oh, I, I is uh, Silent Night with Iggy Pop. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you could just imagine. You know, you could just imagine how these kind of thing. How how you know they're gonna sound exactly how how you imagine them to sound. And then there's his Rebel album, the Why Not Me album mm-hmm. with uh, Jeff Cook, who you did uh, uh, look, Jeff, this is Jeff Cook of the band Alabama, right? That's right, yeah. 
And there's like songs like Friends Don't Let Friends Drink Alone. I think there's yeah. a lot of you know depressing uh, songs. Should have loved. What <laughs> one of my favorite titles? Too old to be vegan. <laughs> but you were mentioning this other this other uh, album. There was there was uh, there was one where he had uh, like he worked with Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. But on this this album, like there's some crazy some crazy collaborations here. Like uh, there's a, a space oddity with, with Richie Blackmore of deep purple fame. There's a, there's a duet with Lyle Lovett. Uh, <laughs> there's a, as you mentioned, there's she, a cover of she blinded me with si- science with Bootsy Collins. Yep. And, uh, he does a cover and- of spirit of the sky with Peter Frampton. Uh, he does a song with Cheryl Crow. Uh, Dave Davies of the Kinks. Uh, he does a cover of Iron Man with Zach Wild and Mike Inez, and then and then and another Yes collaboration, a Planet Earth with Steve Howe. Like yeah. he's he, he's been around. You know what? Shatner looks way better than Steve Howe did at the age of seventy. Steve Howe never looked young. I think he was just like he was just yeah. Steve home. Steve Howe. Yeah, you can go back to yeah, you go back to the to uh to the Yes album. Yeah. Uh, and Steve Howe looks like he's 80. <laughs> um, there was also one I, I thought, again, is like a weird collaboration for those uh, guitar snobs. It's the song So Am I with Al Demiola. You know, for, 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 you know, for those people that love the, you know, multiple hand plicking with their guitar type thing. Um, just so deep. Like, there's just so many albums. How many albums are He must have like, 10 13 albums including his old ones but one one more i'll highlight one more because i think i'll actually for next uh, easter not that i'm religious or anything but he has exodus and or oratio in three parts so it's him with i guess a cast of other people playing out exodus from the bible <laughs> and we can only guess that shatner is moses right oh, I, w- I would hope so yeah so you know, if you have what, 17, uh, 30, 40 minutes. So if you have an hour out of your day and you want to listen to the story of Exodus, let William Shatner be your guide. Oh, can I just say one more collaboration that I just saw? Why it's not? From his, it's from his latest album. It's from his latest album, Bill. Okay. Clouds of Guilt with Joe Jonas. Jeez. Hey, just bridging bridging the generational gap that's 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 more than a generational gap that's yeah yeah that's like <laughs> a multi-generational gap and that's it, from it that's from an album that was released this year so no, so stop, still, no, no stopping him buddy no, no stop no stopping oh. he, he's gonna he's gonna keep going i'm telling you we're waiting for that lady gaga collab or billy eilish collab Maybe they should make him. Maybe they should have forgot about forget about uh, Billie Eilish and get Shatner to do the um, Bond theme. <laughs> I, I think I think I think that's 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 appropriate, right? Okay. Well, well, well. Um, hey, great on the chat. He made it to space. Yep. So many lost opportunities when they could have done a whole bunch of other Star Trek stuff. But hey. Maybe he wants yeah, to leave that yeah, behind him, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah, um, we're talking some... space and William Shatner. Come on, yeah. people. Yeah, 
Um, something a little closer to home. Uh, the Raptors are back in town. They played their preseason game. Um, they did quite well. I, I watched a few. Um, few uh, I think watched the Houston and I watched one of the 76ers uh, games. They look good. OG looked really, really good. Yeah, Scotty OG Barnes. looked. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they were three and two in the preseason, which is you know preseason. You know they're not. They're they're more sort of a chance for Nick Nurse to play around with lineups and make cuts and all that kind of stuff. But OG Ananobi looked uh, looked like he's really been working on his offense. Um, like he was, he was a decent, he's a, he is a decent three point shooter and he's a pretty good, um, you know, sort of at the rim, but like, it looked like he was working on like his, uh, his, like, like his, uh, sort of mid range shot in preseason and creating his own and creating his own opportunities off the dribble. So, you know, he had a great season last season. If he's even better this season, like he, he, he could really. He could really, uh, you know, have a breakout year. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. When's uh, when's the opener? October twentieth against uh, the Washington Wizards. Hmm. Should be a should be a full house. People um, are going to go nuts because recently Toronto has okayed for full capacity too, right? Yep. Yeah, so tonight, tonight the Leafs, the Leafs home opener is tonight. They're playing the Habs as we speak. Um, they're up, they're up two one with eight minutes left in the third period. We'll see and, if that and, holds. And they, and they were allowed full capacity too, right? And they were allowed full capacity. So, so it's not as much as basketball, but it's still twenty thousand people. Just twenty one, or is it, or is basketball twenty one? No, it's uh, it. I think the Leafs is like eighteen something. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think the 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 Habs uh, can get twenty thousand for hockey at Bell Center, but the Leafs can't quite get that much. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good. It'll be a good a good crowd. Um, and uh, I mean, this will be an interesting sort of test to see with capacities, you know, with with capacity limits pretty much eliminated. Um, cause I think they're going to do, I think, I think there's talk that the government's going to like get rid of the remaining capacity, indoor capacity limits, like gyms and, and, and that kind of thing for fully vaccinated people. So it'll be interesting to see if, 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 if the curve stays flat, then I don't know how much more evidence you need about the, about, about the, um, effectiveness of vaccines. Um, you're still going to have a population of people that just say, no, thanks. It's not for me or whatever they put up. But, um, but I think we already have some of that earlier evidence, right? Because hasn't it been about 11, 10, 11 days since the Jays had their 75% capacity game in Toronto mm-hmm. and it didn't turn into a super spreader event. And even that event was not um, vaccinated people only, right? Uh, I believe, or I believe did... at that point in time it, it was. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. still, but that's a good experiment that it didn't suddenly numbers aren't skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. That one was that. of course too, a little bit more spaced and, and, and outside, but yes, I, it was a lot of people in a relatively confined space. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, Pay you know, I just I like the way I like the way that you did that. I, if 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 that's how it was, if they said like, no thanks, that's not for me, I'd be kind of okay with it. It's the it's the um, but instead it's the sort of calling up calling up radio stations and ranting and raving about how. <laughs> Oh, they're discriminated against and all that kind of stuff. Like these are the people that you're just not going to reach. You're not, you're not going to reach or they secretly have it. (laughs) I mean, they secretly have the shot, but they just want to continue, you know, getting attention. I would, I, I, I would not be surprised if there was a very small subset of people that for which that was their reality. (laughs) <laughs> they were fully vaccinated and just ranting just because they because they enjoy it. Wasn't that the archetype character if that uh, Jude Law played in Contagion? Did you, did you ever see that movie Contagion? I've never seen it. So Contagion basically follows our life over the last <laughs> 20 months or however long we've been doing this. Um, he plays like this YouTuber influencer who... Um, is spreading conspiracies on his YouTube channel, but it's purely just for him. He mm-hmm. knows that it's getting eyeballs. And he also, it's, it's weird. It's, it's this movie had, you know, was made many years ago. I'd probably say almost 10 years ago. And he's, he, in the movie, he's also spreading, um, fake cures. Like he's mm. pretending to be sick, saying that he has it on his YouTube channel. And he's like, I think, what was it? Taking forsythia. So then it causes everyone to run and get this forsythia. And people are in the, the, the CDC and everybody there are like, listen, there's nothing proven. Now, he didn't pick like something dangerous. Like what he picked was something, you know, like it's herbal and anyone mm-hmm. can do it. But it, it, it play this, that movie plays out what everything that we saw more or less. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite uncanny. Now, now we're at the end game stage of the end movie. They didn't have a quote unquote vaccine report. They actually had like these bracelets that people scanned, right, to right. prove that uh, you're 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 good. Um, but uh, no, no one line. No one. They didn't foresee people lining up for uh, toilet paper. They were more pragmatic <laughs> and people lining up for food, but no one lining up for toilet paper. <laughs> that's gonna go down as as one of the most ridiculous things that's ever. That's ever, that that I've ever seen, like that that rush on toilet paper, that just still still baffling. But it, it, you you should actually go see it. I, I know we we didn't put this on the docket, but I I ref, I seen the movie a few times, obviously pre pandemic when the movie came out. It's it's a good movie, um, star studded cast. Um, but I kind of refused to watch it because I knew enough, I remembered enough of the movie, thinking, wow, everything that's playing out in our pandemic this is before the vaccine came out is ex- almost exactly what's happening in that movie yeah 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 and you kind of uh you know it's it's it, it might be a little a little true to life for right now yeah uh, so matt damon like there's basically a whole bunch of stories following different people during their contagion pandemic uh so matt damon and his daughter um, somehow become one of the uh, the uh, they're not asymptomatic, but they have a natural immunity. So, uh, because his wife is patient zero, mm-hmm. 
but they were able to contact trace and determine she was patient patient zero unlike for us it's like uh. <laughs> yeah yeah um and you see like one thing i guess i don't know if that ever played out uh here in 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 our world but when they finally um they didn't get the vaccine yet but i think they kidnapped there's one storyline of marion courtier i think that's how you pronounce her name she gets kidnapped by like this group in southeast asia like in vietnam area and they hold her hostage for um for vaccines Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i I think they give them a placebo or whatever just for her return but yeah yeah. just insane so jude law plays the um the character those those people like kind of fueling the anti-vaxxers but eventually they catch him yeah and, and you know justice is served against the jude law character but yeah. i think there's just too many of those and out there right now yeah 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 so it's it's crazy i'm surprised you haven't seen the movie go 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 catch it oh there's there's lots of there's lots of must must see movies that i haven't seen okay all right, let's head to the headline. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. This one, again, when you and I were planning today's show, uh, I was like you. I had no idea what these buildings were. Like, I, I've seen them in passing. I'm talking about 12 and 14 York Street. These are the ice condos. But I didn't realize the notorious uh, reputation they had. So, um, here's the headline. Toronto police issue warning about rental scam at Toronto's notorious ice condos. So, this is more or less like an investigative piece that we're doing on like a single headline because, but let me, let me go through the first headline. So, basically, um, the, uh, police have issued a public safety warning after they realize there's a condominium rental scam specifically at the ice condos so i guess people are uh getting them on a short-term lease but in you know like maybe a month or two and then flipping them on airbnb but not actually or even flipping them on kijiji and then once they kind of sell it to someone they just kind of disappear and it's like this so i i went oh well that's a brutal scam why would you do that then I realized, wow, there's more to these ice condos than just scammers. So looking at this, it seems like the ice condos are basically, it's basically a ghost hotel. Like even though they're they're buying, you people have bought these as their homes. I guess no one truly lives there. <laughs> they're all like, the majority of them are rental units. And things from bullet holes to horrifying viral videos of people uh, just seeing showing what life is there is like where fire alarms are constantly going off elevators for 29 story building or how big is the building but just they're always out of order and this one that kills this one this one gets me is the bloody elevator uh story that had that had kind of circulated the elevator was filled with blood discovered in toronto condo tower and nobody is surprised (laughs) it's a nobody is surprised is the uh it's funny because when when you were talking to me about this like i'd never heard of the ice when when you said ice condos i thought it was some sort of touristy like like an ice hotel you know like Mm -hmm. like they were just sort of like some kind of like 
ice condos that they that they make. Yeah, that's like I've never <laughs> heard of that. But no, it's just a couple of like kind of standard condo buildings. But um, I had never really, really, really put two and two together. But somebody from work lived either he may still live there, but he he about a year and a bit ago he posted on Twitter pictures of of bullet bullets in his unit they had shot through the uh adjacent unit into into his condo and oh. into 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 the laundry laundry where the laundry facilities are and like he was obviously like justifiably frightened like you know i could have died if i was doing my my laundry you know and all, all this kind of stuff but i i didn't i didn't put the two and two together until uh you know, you showed me those articles and his tweets are actually embedded in one of the stories <laughs> about how awful it is. To, and, and the thing is, like, unless you're kind of like, you know, I, I don't know, like I live in Toronto and, and I, I, I'd like to think I kind of know what's going on in the city. And I was blissfully unaware that these two hell buildings ex- existed. But of course, you you can't go without having good old sarcastic Reddit or Twitter comments about the bloody elevator. One uh, Twitter response was probably a bunch of people summoning the devil in ice condos to make it an actual hellhole. Another one is going to ice condos is an extreme sport. (laughs) It's Uh, it's just like it's crazy. Like one of the one of the articles said that there was. That there was a uh, an incidence of, of multiple gunshots that just went unreported. I mean, that's how that's how accustomed uh, to, to to gunshots people are there. But but you're right. It's it's kind of like right in a very tour. I, I guess it would be very central touristy spot for anyone to put up a, a rental hotel. So I think that's why people thought of it as that instead of actually living there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's wa it's steps away from what would be Jurassic park. If uh, in front of uh Scotiabank um, arena um, access to everything right there. If you wanted to be in downtown, if you're traveling, but um, I guess with that many transient uh, folks, it's just, it's it's incredible. Like the photos that some of these people are posting of garbage in the stairway. Oh, I, guess, I guess the, the garbage chutes are always plugged. Um, the poor woman that basically she's had a fire alarm every weekend, but at like four in the morning, like reminded me of like living in res. Yeah. A more dangerous res. Um, and then like the cops just being there constantly at nighttime with flashlights and, and dogs and like, who knew? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just such a, I don't know. It's, 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 it's such a brutal story in a lot of ways that it's like, I had no idea. I had no idea that that <laughs> this was going on. Yeah, and now now you know about the city's most notorious ghost hotel. So if you if you're thinking about buying property in Toronto, uh, yeah, don't buy inside the go the ice condo. Yeah, it's uh, if you go on Reddit, if you go on the Reddit to Toronto real estate to subreddit, man, yeah. there are some stories on there as well. <laughs> 
So also warn folks that are trying to um, come to Toronto for uh, to to stay as a tourist. I don't I don't think I even want a tourist to stay there. Go throw some money and stay at the stay at the Ritz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, our next headline is our 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 friends the capybaras are back in the news. Um, headline is rodents the size of Saint Bernard's swarm an exclusive gated community. So these capybaras went loose in um, High Park, what, that one summer, a couple of summers ago, pre-pandemic. But yeah, Curtis, you and I both didn't realize how big these rodents were. Yeah, I knew I knew that they were that they were big, you know, but like I've 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 never seen one live. So I never had a frame of reference. One hundred and forty pounds. Yeah. The pictures, the pictures in the, in this article, they show like one of them just kind of like chilling out in the park, and this <laughs> dude's walking by with a, with his dog, which is just dwarfed by this by this rodent. <laughs> yep. So, uh, they're bugging the dogs. They're 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 basically like, could you imagine a squirrel? Like, you you see how annoying squirrels can be, right? Yeah. Can you imagine a squirrel, a hundred and forty pound squirrel, coming to bug you for food? Yeah, yeah. Man, I have I'm scared of raccoons, man. <laughs> oh, this would a hundred and forty pounds, like that's that's not small. Like no. you think about a ra- a big raccoon would probably what weigh what? Like the size of a, a big cat. So let's say thirty pounds max, I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Add ninety pounds. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't want one of those hanging around. I don't know how I don't know how like ill-tempered they are, but they're probably you probably don't want to want they'll to. They'll steal them. your car, Curtis. If they wanted to, they could they'll steal your car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, the poor people in this uh Argentinian uh is that is that where it is? Yeah, this Argentinian um gated community. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. That's the thing. When you're in a gated community, it might keep some desirable elements out, but it can also keep undesirable elements in. Yeah. So here's here's the the nimbyism coming out of the gated community. We can't have wild animals living here, running around main streets. Like people forget, animals live outside. It, it reminds me of uh, this Facebook group for the neighborhood that I live in, and I, I call it fretful parents. <laughs> and someone posted oh look out there's been a fox sighting not hey look at this cute fox you know no warning there's this fox warning and you know and and i just shook my head but of course there's always one sarcastic probably a reddit user on that on that uh, page and then they write well it's not the foxes you have to worry about it's the cougars (laughs) (laughs) you gotta gotta love gotta love sarcasm um, but yeah, I don't know, but there's another issue, I think a little bit more local to home and not in Argentina, but isn't there, um, some type of wild pig that has invaded certain neighborhoods in Vancouver or in really? BC? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's like that TV show. I don't know if it's the same breed, but there's that TV show that they were, the whole thing is about them hunting hogs because there's just so many of them that they're basically asked people please hunt them because <laughs> they're just running a amok wow i didn't in, in vancouver 
Uh, yeah, yeah. If you if you, if you look it up, um, uh, just look up uh, BC and wild pigs. They're not calling them boars, um, or maybe they are. But basically, yeah, they call it the feral pig. Feral pig. In BC, so, feral pigs are pre uh, previously domesticated pigs that I guess have been. They're like, we're out of here. Gone out in the wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. But I just couldn't. I just, I just, that's, that's hilarious. So, I don't know what I'd do if I saw one. I'd, 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 I'd probably just freeze. <laughs> You, you wouldn't you wouldn't be you wouldn't be thinking about pork chops or bacon um yeah but then i don't know i'd ha i'm not i'm not i'm not much of a hunter gatherer i'd prefer to just buy them at the <laughs> at the supermarket well yeah or maybe or like may maybe after i got uh you know i called i called in some some sort of specialist to remove the pig from my premises that's what i would do is go down and get some bacon go go down go go down to uh the uh cp offices maybe go out on st lawrence market get yourself a female bacon yeah, sandwich yeah yeah do you have any wild bacon <laughs> bc we, we gotta yeah, help, help imported from bc uh okay well that that goes for the headlines today uh other than the shatner story as as well as the headlines but uh you and i wanted to do a, a proper recap of the what if animated series um i think both of us really enjoyed it um so curtis i'll ask you first what was kind of your kind of favorite episode out of all of them even though the it did turn into basically one kind of story arc in the end um was there one that kind of stood out i still really liked uh episode four which was the doctor strange what if doctor strange uh um you know lost his his heart essentially instead of his his hands like what if what if uh that's what got damaged in the car accident and it was it was quite it went into into a fairly dark space that Marvel doesn't go into that often, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I just uh, so essentially that that episode is is where um, every, you know if you know the Doctor Strange origin story, he uh, you know he's a skilled surgeon, he gets into a car accident, his hands, uh, you know, the nerve damage to his hands make make you know the precision required to be a surgeon impossible he goes to seek a cure and becomes the master of the mystic arts but in this version he's with uh he's with his uh uh his i guess on on off again sort of girlfriend but someone he, he he truly cares for she's in the car with him and she and she dies in the accident he's he comes out of it unscathed um, and he, he, you know, he, he kind of goes through the same sort of thing where he becomes the master of the mystic arts so that he can try to bring her back and he gets control of time and then keeps, it ends up being like that groundhog day loop, um, where he keeps trying to, to, to do something different to keep her alive. And she dies every time, no matter what he does. This is tragic. Oh, and yeah. like you know, it just spirals out of control eventually for his character. But like, I was just like, "Wow, this is like really 
you know, really interesting. They did a really good job. Well, what's great about it is they they slightly change his um, uh, origin story, but kind of um, say that he still pursues becoming Sorcerer Supreme. His motivations have changed, and the events of the first Doctor Strange movie still happen the way they do, right? Mm -hmm. And then just when things quiet down from uh fighting the big bad in the first one he he realizes what he needs to do which is create this crazy loop of of trying to figure out how to get her back right that's right yeah yeah he does end up that's right he still battles the dread dormammu and makes the makes the bargain um yeah and i guess that's where he gets the idea right because Mm -hmm. like you know he essentially defeats dormammu through it through it through a time loop um yeah and uh yeah he just it just ends in a really dark spot like uh it was just yeah it was really uh it was really good um how about you what was your what was your highlight um i'd like to maybe say two but i'll i'll i won't say the final episode because i do like that final episode i think um the crazy hank pym or what if the Avengers weren't assembled? I think I like that one. That was a good one too. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, just just before I kind of go into why the the episode that you mentioned is the highest rated episode of the entire series. It scores a nine. Oh really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I like the what yeah. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? I think that that's kind of like the the, the theme. Like uh, it's 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 taking a very um, main story arc of the mcu like everyone knows about it and kind of weaving in the hank pym into it was kind of neat um it was kind of like that murder mystery type episode and yeah they got michael douglas to come back and play crazy hank pym yeah <laughs> yeah it was that way, it was really good i i like that one too quite a bit and uh i i just like uh, yeah i, I just because then, then it kind of leads to a whole bunch of other things. But I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a good one. I, and the acting, the voice acting is good in it. Um, I do like the Doctor Strange one too. Um, so, um, okay, so that, that's your that's your favorite. Was there a least favorite? Where one that you could be like, oh, I could do without seeing that one. Uh, I uh, I liked I liked them I liked them all. Um, least favorite, but least favorite. Like one that you would find yourself not watching again. Like I'm sure I I, there, I could watch the Doctor Strange one again, but is yeah. there an episode where you'd be like, oh, I've seen it the one time, good enough? Uh, maybe, you know what? And, and you know, maybe it's just because tonally it was kind of weird, but maybe the Party Thor one. Like mm-hmm. I like I like how it led into the, into the last. And I, do, I also want to mention that I really like how in the sixth episode, you realize it is going to be like a season long arc, which you don't see coming. Like it really does seem like it's going to be sort of, um, sort of standalone, standalone episodes. Um, so the Thor one, I mean, it leads into the, into the end of the end of the uh, season quite well, Mm. but, uh, I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I think I just like the ones that go into sort of, 
less comical places. So that one and the second one, the sort of where if Jachala was Star Lord, um, are fun ones, but they're kind of they're kind of a uh, sort of more comedic, and I think I kind of like the more uh, like the like the third one, the 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 one where Hank Pym murders the Avengers or the Doctor Strange one, or even yeah. the zombie one. Um, I think I, I would probably. I'd probably sooner watch those ones more frequently. Well, the Party Thor one you and I discussed it, when you don't look at it from an from an entire series arc. When you do look at an entire series arc, you can understand why they needed it because the two episodes before Party Thor, actually the three episodes, are Doctor Strange, Zombie, and the Killmonger one. Mm-hmm. We needed like the audience needs like a lighthearted one to kind of bring the blood pressure back down a bit right yeah yeah. because then you lead into the final two episodes so i think it had its purpose to be that kind of tone whether or not you like the episode or not but i think you needed it i think that that constant ramp up you would have lost people maybe but uh you are not alone it is the lowest rank episode with a Mm 6.5 um for me um I think I, I I didn't like the zombie one at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I knew the zombie um, storyline before, and I was hoping it'd be more towards that. But um, no, I didn't really like the zombie ones for for numerous reasons. The fact that the zombies knew how to use their power still, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if you also notice that in the arc, it's the only one they didn't go back to recruit anyone. But they do use those zombies. They use the zombies, but yeah. you know, in 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 a, in, a, in a way. But they they don't really kind of go back and get, say, Spider Man, mm-hmm. or who else is still alive, or, uh, or uh, the head of <laughs> of oh, Paul Rudd's character, the Batman. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or one legged T'Challa, right? Yeah. They would rather he would rather go get Star Lord T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that final episode, you know, so yeah, so that would be my episode. I, I, I would agree. I, I still enjoyed the party Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, the jokes kind of got a little much like it kind of dragged on like that episode felt like it dragged on a bit longer than it should have. But the zombie one, I was just uh, yeah, I, I, if that one wasn't there and I just watched it in order, I'd be OK. You know, mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that that final episode, the what if the watcher broke his oath? Because I think that's what the was that, that's what the episode was called. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. yeah. No idea that it would all link together. But I think it kind of makes sense for this season too, because this is the kind of introducing people to the whole concept of the multiverse, right? And I think they needed something like the what if to help introduce that more to the wider audience. Yeah, I um, think so too. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, I th- yeah, I think it was a pretty, it was a pretty sort of um, digestible way that they did it. Yeah. And, and I don't know if multiverse Marvel kind of like the what ifs weren't really treated as the, were they they're not really treated as the multiverse. It was just kind of like, Hey, here's a, here's something kind of neat that we thought we'd write. It's not like they carried on any of the what if stories for anything long or like anything in their earth, whatever ABC. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I, I Loki did a good job kind of first dipping people's toes into it. Um, but I think that final episode blew people's minds. Like, I think they kind of like the, they, they, they like, I like that introducing that one timeline. And then they, they said, Oh, we need to get rid of these branches because the branches are bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then now suddenly, okay, let's explain what these branches are all about. I think that's an, it's a good way of kind of bringing more and more out of it because I think everyone get ready to jump in the pool with Spider-Man because that's going right in, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're going to. Yeah. And yeah. then. And then the Doctor Strange is going to go even further. Yeah. And um, not really a spoiler, but it's the first movie that he's actually credited as Kang the Conqueror is uh, the next Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Quantumania. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like ready or not, everybody got to understand the concept that's going on. So I, 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 it's got its good purpose. Like I think, you know, doing it through and the animation was very decent. Like, I, I don't think anyone mm-hmm. kind of saw it as, Oh, it's a cartoon. I think anyone would have saw it as any type of MCU offering, like really high quality. They got all the voice act majority of the voice actors come yeah. back yeah. and they're, they're lining up for season two, right? Yeah. Yeah. There will be a season two. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought it was like, I, I knew I was going to enjoy it. Um, and I remember after seeing the first, the, the Captain Carter episode, I was like, oh yeah, this will be pretty enjoyable. And then I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I was going to overall. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, there's maybe some parts of, of the season I like more than others, but I think overall it was, it was, it was quite strong and stronger than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. And pretty uh, funny too, in parts. Like even in even like some of the more downer episodes had some good some good writing. Yep. So what? Now that we kind of have a little, we have a little Marvel break for a little bit, right? Uh, but not too too long because um, we have the Eternals coming out in about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, November fifth, I think, is the premiere. Yeah, so that's, uh, and then uh, Hawkeye starts shortly afterwards, right? Yeah, that should be a good one, I think. Yeah, Hawkeye starts. Ms. Marvel will follow up Hawkeye. <laughs> and I think uh, uh, Moon Knight then uh, shows up sometime late winter, spring. And then I guess is She-Hulk after that? or Yep, She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they, they, I'm kind of going into the movies or, or, or whatnot, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they got their lineup set, but you know, we're a bit of, we're in a bit of a break. So now we're kind of like looking for other TV to watch. Are, are, are you Squid watching game. any? Yeah. So I haven't got into it because I just kind of thought, oh, is it just battle Royale again? Pretty um, much, but it's good. <laughs> I mean, I've only seen this, the first episode so far, but it was intriguing. So so tell me the concept. It's 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 like a it's like a game show for money. Is that is that how they Yeah, basically build it? basically like I, I've only seen the first episode, so I'm not sure what the rationale is behind this organization, but what they've done is they've essentially they're essentially looking for people who are um you know who who owe a lot of money or you know or you know or otherwise desperate and you know, this guy will show up and play like a, a, a sort of like a game 
a game with them in this in wherever they are the subway or whatever uh and you know eventually the person who's desperate will win a couple of times and get some money and then the guy will be like hey if you want to make some real money you know here's my card hmm. then they invariably call they get gassed and then they get sent to this to this to this place and they're all in this big dormitory and you know it's explained to them that they will be playing games for money but then, but then when, what ends up happening is in the first episode at least they play a game it's like a kids like a kids game where there's like and there's this big automated doll mm. and she looks away and she she sings and while she's singing you can move forward and then when she turns around you have to stop we've all played like kind of similar games to that when we yeah. were kids but in this one, if you if you move, you don't just get eliminated. You get murdered by these turrets that are all lined up against the thing, and it's really grisly. Like it's really kind of so, shocking so, the way it goes. Like pretty, this. pretty like gratuitous ultra violence from the '90s type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, and then and then so like you know the characters. The, the character you've been following makes it to the end and, and uh, some other characters. And you can tell like, okay, so these are going to be the characters that we're going to be following throughout the next elimination games throughout the season. So okay. I haven't seen this, the, the, what, what's up next, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was well, uh, it was well put together. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'll definitely watch it through. Okay. Um, I think Heather will probably, well, at least watch a couple more and then she'll decide if she's on board. It may be one of the ones that I finish off solo. We'll have to find out. But yes, yeah, so good game. What uh, I I heard uh, this was a common kind of, I, I don't know, maybe not a complaint, but the uh, the dubbing I hear oh. people are, are questioning the dubbing. 100%. That is 100% accurate. When I first started watching it, I was like, oh, this is really distracting. But then... So then I just went and turned it, turned it off and went with the, you can, you can, you can turn it off. You can turn the dubbing off so you can just watch it with In the uh, original the, Korean, the re- original Korean with subtitles. And it oh, okay. s- makes such a huge difference. Well, what kind of directing are they given the people that dub? Well, that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, the, the Korean actors are told, okay, do it again. I want you to say it with more feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, okay, no, no, I, 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 maybe I'll, I'll dig into it. I, I've been watching the Foundation on Apple Plus, so this is the adaptation of uh, Isaac Asimov's The Foundation. Um, I'll the jury is still out. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, this is like pretty high concept sci-fi and for them to even put it onto like a tv show well yeah they couldn't do it in a movie they have to do it in a, a, a several episodes to tv show but um it, it's like the new dune movie that's coming out like just trying to do dune in two hours it's it's gonna be yeah. tough yeah yeah for sure um i i wonder how well it's being received the foundation because uh, and this stars Lee's Lee Pace, um, but mm-hmm. because it the book spans generations, the like characters that you kind of like, like just suddenly disappear. 
right yeah <laughs> and, and you know it's it's not like a, a standard story arc where you have you're following the adventures of one character right <laughs> right right yeah or are you i guess you kind of are but it's it's jumping times and you're you're i think i think not too many people are uh of you know i'm, I'm be surprised yeah right now it's getting a uh, uh an average rating of 7.4 for all the mm-hmm. episodes um it's 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 Which an out there sounds watchable um it, it's it's interesting i i think maybe you'd get more enjoyment probably reading it but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's high concept 50s 60s sci-fi trying to put it together and um i i'm sure at one point in time lucas probably read the foundation and kind of got that um, generational idea for Star Wars, uh, you know, as, of some form of evil galactic empire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's that's the only other TV I'm kind of watching. But I I I, I had heard the meteoric rise of Squid Game. I just um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to I'm looking forward to seeing the next episode. Okay, and, and, and they're not all out. They're releasing them. No, episodic. they're all out. They're all out. Oh, okay, okay. I just haven't. So, I just. I mean. I mean, like just getting off my arse and watching it. Yeah, uh, the foundation. They're releasing it weekly on Fridays. So <laughs> I, I'm. I'm one episode down right now. So I'll have to. I'll have to catch up. See if. Uh, see. See where. See where it goes from here. Um, but that uh, ends another episode of the Existentialist Cucumber. So you can catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Remember on Apple Podcasts to give us a little rating, little comments. It helps people find our show. Um, so Curtis, anything going on uh, till the next episode? Anything you're planning? Anything you want to introduce? Uh, next episode, I, hopefully I will talk a little bit about uh, the new uh, Metroid Dread game for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, very good. For the next yeah. episode, I plan to listen to this uh, Shatner Christmas album. Maybe I'll, I'll introduce it as part of my standard rotation for uh, Christmas music in the car. That 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 and, uh, and Bing Crosby? That and Bing Crosby, the uh, Hawaiian... Uh... <laughs> This is the song that he sings. Big fan. Oh yeah, fan. White Christmas. You know, I could, I, I'll, I'll weave it along with Winter Wonderland with uh, Shatner and Todd Rudgren. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, rock that's and roll Hoochie right? That's Todd Rudgren, right? No, that's Rick Derringer. Oh, I failed there. It's a good thing it's the end of the episode. Maybe that's a good time to, to, to yank me off the stage. So just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. You won't hear me, mo. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.